the best part about having an extra couple weeks between rounds is that your body has more time to heal. So having the extra two weeks pretty much between my first and my second round gave my body that much more time to heal. And I was starting to feel like I did before I even started round one. And it was nice to have that break for my birthday and Thanksgiving. Um, Even getting the port, uh, the most pain in my life or whatever I was told, thanks to, uh, or no thanks to Karen. In reality, not the most pain I've had in my life. On a side note, the worst pain that I can remember is when I went in for my plan C-section with my second, so I wasn't in labor or anything, and I had to get a spinal without any adrenaline or anything going through my body. And when they did the spinal, they had a, I don't know if it's a resident or a junior or whatever, anesthetist, I don't even, anesthetist and something like that. Blah, blah. Anyways, they put it, he was going to try and he was getting directions from the head one. And I just was like, remember feeling the most intense pain ever. And then the head one kind of looked over. He's like, ooh, yeah, we're going to have to do that one again because it kind of went in at an angle. So he told the nurse to hold me extra tight and we did it a second time. So Karen, the nurse who should have stayed retired, that was actually more painful than the port. Anyways, so going into my second round, they decided to reduce the dose by up to 80%. And they started 100% just because, as I said before, round one is kind of like your baseline. And this way, if your body can't handle it, they can lower it. Because if you start low and you can't handle it, they can only lower it so much, right? So by lowering it to 80%, the the efficacy of the whole chemo drug or process doesn't change. So they lowered it to 80. Now I have a port. So it's every two weeks. So I wouldn't be done by November 22nd, but I'd now be done by December 22nd. So still before Christmas. So yay, but a month longer just because it's the extra. It's the every two weeks instead of three weeks. And I had to wait to get the port before I could start again. So going into my second round, I didn't really know exactly what to expect. I mean, I knew they would go through a port and that's kind of it, I guess. And I knew I'd be taking something home, but I didn't really know how the setup would work and everything like that. So we get into my second um, round. I feel great. I feel really good. Uh, I get, so they, um, they look at my port and I guess when you feel it, and I can feel it now that I can touch it, but at the time... I couldn't because it was very bruised. There's three bumps. And so this is kind of how they locate where to put the needle in. So they find the three bumps with their finger and they go right between the three bumps. And that's how they know to get it. So to find if the port works or is they, um, it has to have a good re- blood return. So if it has a good blood return, they know it's working. They said mine was great. They said the first time using the port will hurt because it's going through bruised skin. And it's going through skin that's never been used. And I had just gotten it like two days before. So it's like putting a needle through a bruise. But it's over really fast. It's like a pinch. So it goes through and it was like, yeah, ouch, that goes through a bruise. And then I sat there and they said, okay, we're going to set you up for two hours. And I was like, whoa, the last time I was here, I was was here for a full four. Like two, are you you sure? And they said, yeah, because it's every... uh, two weeks or whatever, it's less. So you don't have to sit through the whole time. So that was kind of like, oh, okay, that's nice. So when they put it in, I was kind of expecting after a while to feel that numbness in my fingers again. And like that for the neuropathy, but I didn't really feel, I didn't feel any of it. Uh, I did have to pee again. So it's kind of like, because you have more 
liquid and that and going through through you to help with the the IV. So like 10 minutes in, I had to pee. And once you peed once, I mean, breaking the seal after you've had a few too many to drink, you have to pee like every two minutes, same deal. Uh, the only side effects I had left over from round one, as by this time they had, they had faded, was the vein that they had used to put the IV in the first time in my right arm. I still had a lump there and it still hurt if I bumped it. So uh, from about what I put it in right around my thumb all the way up to my elbow. And then when you think about it, okay, so I bumped my arm and it hurts and it's just, you know, the one vein. But I have a three-year-old at home, a three-year-old who still likes to be picked up and that. And so it's on my right arm. So lifting her up would send shooting pains up my arm. And I remember little things like we were at, uh, at a grocery store and I'm trying to lift her in and out of the cart, right? Or in and out of a car seat even. And I had to grit my teeth putting her into a car seat because it's my right arm. I'm right arm hand and right dominant. So I'm lifting her up and, you know, when you kind of lift, it's on that inside part and it would be shooting pains. And I remember just gritting my teeth and being like, I can't drop her. I can't drop her. And then it would just go numb. So that was still a big pain in the neck. And I just felt awful because there's times I really wanted to pick her up and I couldn't uh, without the pain. So anyway, I'm sitting in um, at the Tom Baker. I'm hooked up. It's only two hours. Um, my husband and I at this point have been watching The Expanse, the sci-fi TV show, which we really love. So we had downloaded some episodes. So we were kind of watching an episode or two at, at the hospital, which was, it was great. Cause I mean, no kids, not late at night. We're catching up on some binge watching TV. Uh, once it was done, the nurse came over and she was going to send me home with my take home package. So what it looks like, it's a baby bottle. Uh, and it gets, so they flush your port first and then it gets hooked up to your port. There's a bunch of tubes in that. And it kind of goes into this little side fanny pack. looks like a little water bottle pack. And it has to be below your heart, but higher than your waist or your hip kind of. So it sits around your waist because if it's too low, it the way it goes through your uh, port, it has to work harder because it's trying to get up to where your heart. And if it's too high, that's not good either. So it's got to kind of sit right at that waist level. And whether you wear it under your clothes or over your clothes, it's again, all about comfort and what works best for you. And you kind of have to figure it out. So at this point I had it, um, I think over my clothes, but the tubes have to go kind of down between your boobs and, uh, there's a sensor and it's a heat sensor and it has to sit right on your chest. So kind of, and it fits right kind of between where my, where my boobs are kind of right on my sternum. And that's the one that gets taped to your skin because it can't move and that's your sensor when it's going to empty. And then they tape the whole area over your port because they don't want tubes to be pulled out. And then because I have young ones at home, they don't really want the tubes hanging low because they don't want them to pull them in it to fall out. So we kind of, kind of hook the tubes up as high as I can and tuck them in. Uh, they also gave me a full on hazmat suit. So they hand me this package and I'm talking, it's a hazmat suit. It's got mask, it's got glove, it's got a gown and a whole big package and what to do if one of the tubes were to fall out or get pulled and it starts to leak. So it's still kind of like the first part with the pills where they are, I mean, you're wearing gloves and that it is a chemical that is highly uh, toxic. 
so you get this hazmat suit and she's like, well, hopefully you won't have to use it and you'll have a Halloween costume in a year. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm hoping that too, because it's kind of intimidating to have this hazmat suit and you want to keep it close at hand. She said, right? Because if you have a spill, you need to wear all this stuff and clean it up. And the same thing goes like everything goes straight into the garbage. You kind of have to use a really a good cleaner bleach in that to really clean it up. And if it goes on any of your clothing, you have to double wash your clothing in a separate wash. Um, going to the bathroom, you still have to double flush. So that kind of didn't change. Um, the big thing is too, they asked, do you have any cats at home? And we're kind of like, no. And they said, funny enough, that when you're sleeping or laying down, sometimes the cats will actually chew through the tubing. And so they said the people that they've known who've had to use hazmat suits are usually people with cats at night because they chew through the tubing, which is yeah, kind of gives you the heebie-jeebies, I guess. So thank goodness we don't have a cat. My child, my youngest one, is past the teething stage because when she was teething, she would chew through anything. So I mean, she could have easily chewed through something like this. So you're hooked up. Um, <clears throat> you have to wear a really big, like a baggy coat and a baggy everything because it's got to be kind of over top of your port. And you also don't want to show it off. You still have that neuropathy. And again, depending on who you are and how the side effects that hit you, how serious your neuropathy is. So they want your face and throat covered up, your hands covered up. And luckily, like Calgary, we've had a very, very mild, mild winter. Like it's like fall weather. So I haven't had to wear a scarf and all of that to really, really bundle up yet, which is very nice. So we, um, it was only two hours, kind of like a good 45 minutes to walk you through it. They give you a booklet on how to empty it. So my appointment now is to come back in 48 hours because that's roughly how much it takes for the bottle to empty. So if it is less and more, there are certain precautions because they don't want it to empty too slow and they don't want it to empty too fast. So they have these pictures of this bottle of what it should look like at 12 hours, 24 hours, and 36 hours. So ideally, if it empties over 50 hours, that's way too slow. You need to come in. If it empties less than 42 hours, Again, way too fast, and they don't want you to OD on chemo, and you need to come in. So that's their big things. Check the bottle so you can figure out how fast or how slow it's going in, because you have to kind of monitor that. So we're all hooked up. I've got my package and that, um, <laughs> got my booklet. You don't want to check it right away, because like I said, it's at the 12, 24, and 36 hour mark. So what happens is it, you kind of get a, a teaspoon every 45 minutes about. That's kind of how the equivalent what's going through your system. So we leave. My husband and I go um, out for a nice kind of breakfast. We kind of choose it, well, breakfast, lunch, kind of brunch. And we try to choose a different place every time. So uh, we uh, went to Atco Flame Blue Kitchen. And at this point now, you have to be, to go to any restaurant or anything, you have to be uh, double vaccinated. So at this point, I have not had my second vaccination. I'm unable to, but I've had my first one. Um, so we go in and now I have, I'm all hooked up and I don't really know what to say because it's still that gray area of they're not quite sure with um, exemption cards and how that'll look and, you know, your QR code. So I show my QR code. It shows I have one and I'm sitting there explaining to the guy, well, I can't have my second. I, I, 
I'm going through cancer treatments. I'm like, oh my gosh, now I have to share with the world what I'm going through. And I unzip my coat and I show him all hooked up in that. And he was like, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. And we go in and that, and it's big enough and spaced out. We have this lovely lunch and we go home and I'm still feeling like I've got quite a bit of energy. Like I, I don't feel that tired. I'm like, okay, I, I can do this. And so you go home and um, the next day you're you're hooked up because it's that 48 hours. So the next day about noon, and so we finished about noon. So I'm hitting about the 24-hour stage. We thought we would check it. So I look, I look at the bottle and I look and I'm thinking, it looks like it's running fast. It looks like the 36-hour mark. And you're holding it up and the way it, it kind of looks is like this um, bubble thing within this bottle and it shrinks against the sides and it uh, the bottom kind of goes up as well and when it's totally done it tightens around this tube in the middle that looks kind of like a cathode and it's got four bumps around it on each side kind of and when it tightens around you should be able to see the four bumps really clearly because it's tightened around in that so they know it's empty. <clears throat> so I'm trying to get the second opinion and I I asked my, my mom's over the time. So I asked my mom, does this look like it's, what one does it look like? And she's looking at it and we're holding it up kind of sideways straight. And she's like, I think it looks like this one, the bottom one, which is 36 hours. So I asked my stepdad, same thing. Like, what do you think? And he's like, yeah. And I, was, I think it looks like this one is that normal. And I was like, well, I'm only at 24 hours. So if I'm at 24 hours only, and it looks like a 36, like it's emptying, you know, 12 hours too fast. So I call in to the triage because if you have side effects or questions, you call in and I say, I think my bottle is emptying too fast. And they're like, well, you know, what do you mean? What does it look like? I'm like, well, I got sent home with this picture and it looks like it's emptying at the 36, but it's only been 24 hours. And they're like, well, we'll get someone to call you back. So you're waiting and you're like, do I turn it off? Because they did say too at the hospital, I have these clamps. So if I am super worried, like it's going super fast, I could clamp off, just clamp it off right away. But I don't want to clamp it off right away because maybe I'm wrong. And I'm kind of hesitant to just start clamping it off right away if it's me and I'm wrong. And I want kind of, a, you know, a professional opinion. So they say, if you're able to come to the hospital, they call me back. If you're able to come to the hospital right now, we'll have you looked at. And I was like, yep. So my stepdad's like, yeah, let's just go. We're going to go up and we're going to go. So I come in and I'm the one who thinks my bottle is emptying too fast and they, they get me in and these nurses come and they're, I, sh I show them the picture and I was like, this is what I was told to watch for. And they're looking at it and they're like, yeah, it, it does look too fast. So they try to get a second opinion. And then the head of the floor, I don't know if she's a head nurse or whatever, she's there and she's kind of, you know, watching the nurses, seeing what they're doing. And she's looking and she's like, yeah, I, I think it's emptying too fast too. So I guess they call my oncologist on the phone and she says, well, if it's emptying that fast, that's more than that 10% range, which is that 42 hours, that 50 range, right? That's kind of like that 10% from 48. So let's disconnect her early. Like, like we don't want to take the chance. So they disconnect me. So I get, again, so round two, round one, I got, I stopped the pills um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days early. And now I'm getting disconnected a good 24 hours early, which I mean, I'm, I'm not going to complain, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I keep getting disconnected early or starting early, am I going to have to add this all on the end? Like, what does this look like? Or is it going to be as effective? And 
for, because the big thing is, is I'm trying not to get reoccurrence, right? We're still hoping for curable. I'm hoping for curing. um, And I want to stop my chances of getting reoccurrence. So in my back of my head, this is kind of playing on me. But I also got disconnected early and I still feel great. So they're asking, well, do you have any side effects? This is a big thing too. Like it's, if it's emptying this fast, like how are your side effects? Like the last time with the diarrhea and all that. And I was like, I haven't taken Imodium once yet. Well, how's your neuropathy? Not as bad as the first round, but I still have to wear gloves to go in the fridge. And my husband, this is love. I don't know if I mentioned this before. I might've, is they, he tied dish towels onto my fridge handles. So I just have to pull them. Uh, I don't really go in the freezer. And it hasn't been really cold outside for me to really feel the cold air and that in my lungs. And I've kept my Brita on the counter as uh, for room temperature. But I do notice in the morning, even when I pour my Brita because the house cools down, and if I have a drink of anything I've left out, it's still quite cold and I can feel the twinging in my in my throat, but it's not enough to close it off. I just kind of feel a bit of a spasm and you're like, oh yeah, that's that's cold. But nothing like the first round. And they said, okay, you know, that's normal. But because it's emptied early, we're really worried about um, you ODing on chemo. So the next 24 hours, we would like if someone could watch you. So don't be alone. And if you have a side of like a serious side effect or an onset all of a sudden, or something gets worse, you need to go to ER right away. So you're kind of like, uh, okay, <laughs> like it's, it's a bit scary, but they don't really know. And so you kind of go home and I'm like, well, I guess someone's kind of watching me for the 24 hours and you're waiting for, I guess, the side effects. So anytime, I mean, if you have to go to the bathroom or anything, you're like, oh my gosh, is this going to be a side effect? Or I touched something cold. Is this worse than it was before? Because you're not really sure what to expect. And I'm kind of thinking my round one side effects and symptoms and round two, but I still feel pretty great. So we move on like to the next day. I go home, everything's fine. The next day, you're still kind of waiting for that shoe to drop, especially at night. No fever, nothing, no really side effects that are that serious. And compared to round one so far, this feels like a walk in the park. Honestly, like it feels like night and day. So I feel great. Uh, The 24 hours is over, no side effects. So everything's kind of good. Uh, my doctor, my oncologist calls and she's like, okay, well, we'd like to see you in person before you start round three, just because we disconnected early and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, we'll make the appointment and it's going to be, you know, at the hospital or whatever Friday morning, but I need to get my blood work of course before that. So that Thursday I did my regular blood work. I still have no side effects really about day five or seven they started to hit but again not as severe as the first round so the diarrhea starts to kind of hit and your stomach's uncomfortable and it feels like you know like it's diarrhea so it's uncomfortable and I mean I took Imodium twice but not like I was taking it like candy like before I mean I took it once and I think I took it another time and then it helped it and that was that and that was kind of day five day seven I remember again, like feeling like I was feeling great. Like I said, like if that was my side effects, I was like, if this is how it is for the rest of the time, like, boom, I can handle this. The biggest thing is when you're hooked up though with the bottle and you have to take a, this, the pill you take for the nausea afterwards, 
it makes you stay awake, but you're tired because you are tired, but you can't sleep because your brain's still going. And then you have this bottle hooked up. So you're trying not to get too uncomfortable. And they said, well, at night, if you want, you can put the bottle under your pillow. But if you have to go up, get up to go to the bathroom, you have to remember to hook it back into your little pouch around your waist because it can't drop to the floor. And I'm thinking, I am, if I get up in the middle of the night and I'm running to the bathroom for whatever reason, I'm not going to remember to put the bottle in. So I just kept it around my waist. And you're trying to find a way to be comfortable with being all hooked up. And they say, I mean, you want to sleep on your back first, ideally, and then your side. And you're trying not to crush um, tubes and get them pulled at. My daughter, my son was really great. My daughter sees it. And she wants me to pick her up. And we've kind of said, no, mama can't pick you up. She's kind of hooked up and you, she kind of sees the tubes in that. And a couple of times she kind of wanted to pull on them. And I was like, whoa, whoa, no, no. And my son's been fantastic and has said, you know, you can't sit on that mama's. So I had it kind of hooked on my right side. You can't sit on mama's right side. But I was kind of able to slide the bottle kind of around. But my port and everything's on my right. So ideally, I try to keep her away from my right side because that's where the tubes and everything are. But during that time when I'm hooked up, I didn't lift her at all. Just because it's just that much extra. So once the, the port came off, I mean, you're like, oh, I can finally get a decent night's sleep. So, I mean, I was tired, but not like exhausted tired. Like I was the first time. It was more like I hadn't slept because I was uncomfortable and this pill and now I'm tired and I feel like I could sleep more. So I think I had a nap. So I met with my oncologist as it goes on before my going into round three. And the first thing is, is it wasn't even really my oncologist. It was another resident. And so she looks at my blood work and she's like, your blood work looks great. Also, when we disconnected the bottle, <clears throat> you were right in the range. So we disconnected you too early and we shouldn't have. They shouldn't have disconnected you early. You were right in the range, just so you know. And I was like, okay, but it felt like it was emptying. It looked like this. And they said, well, when we weighed the bottle, because it goes back to the pharmacist and they weigh the bottle, you were right in that 10%, right? And so it should have emptied at the 42 two hours, it wouldn't have emptied at the 48, it would have emptied at the 42. And I'm like, okay, so next time when you're going in and you're looking at it, if it looks like that, remember that that is, could be the norm for you. But it looks great. Everything looks good. And how are you feeling? And you know what? I'm feeling great and all the rest. So how about we don't make that doctor's appointment or even call you between your next round? We want you to do round three and we want you to do round four by yourself kind of and we won't see you in between but you still have to do your blood work so if something serious comes up in your blood work then of course we'll call you we'll meet and you might have to delay treatment but if things are going like they are now we don't want to see you until going into kind of round so didn't want to see me round three round four after round four before round five and I'm thinking well this has got to be good news right I'm taking it as really good news if my blood works good and I'm doing good and they don't think they need to see me then yay. And so this is kind of a positive. And again, I was like, okay, so I finished early. Great. I mean, now that I know that I didn't need to, but still, if this is how it's going, fantastic. I do know so from reading that they said rounds kind of three and four, and even sometimes five is when the symptoms kind of show up. Like if you're going to have the side effects and all the rest, you're really going to feel them during those rounds. Because the first round and the second round are kind of your e 